Welcome to Rumination, Lessons in Livestock, Tips for New Livestock Producers. My name is Selena Phillips, and I'm an animal science professor, and will be explaining basic animal production concepts monthly. In episode one of Rumination, I will share my background and introduce the vision for the Rumination podcast. We will discuss the importance of understanding animal nutrition for new livestock producers. I grew up in western Nevada in a diversified livestock and farming operation. My family raised alfalfa hay, Angus cattle, and a small flock of sheep. We occasionally rotated in other crops such as corn, safflower, or whatever my dad felt the market would allow for at the time. I grew up in 4-H and FFA and was an active participant in about any of the youth livestock stuff that you could do as a kid. I spent a lot of time with livestock judging and that opened my doors to college. I came to California because I was going to be a high school ag teacher and I went to Modesto Junior College and was a part of one of their nationally winning livestock judging teams and transferred up to Chico State where I found my passion in animal nutrition and teaching undergraduates. With that, I transferred to the University of Florida after I completed my bachelor's degree and I never thought I would wind up in Florida. Uh, Coming from Nevada and the western U.S., it was like Alice moving to Wonderland but I had a chance to coach the livestock judging team down there for a couple years, teach at the collegiate level, do research in protein quality with southern forages, and earn my master's degree in animal science with a minor in ag education. That was a life-defining moment for me. It's when I truly realized that I want to teach at the university level and that I can do this and be a researcher and dig more into studying animal nutrition, specifically in ruminants. That led to my PhD at Oklahoma State, where I had a chance to do some more research with Dave Lallman and his group in forage intake and protein utilization in beef cattle. I was able to assist with teaching animal nutrition courses and was able to earn a PhD in animal nutrition. My first job after Oklahoma was at Colorado State University in Fort Collins, where I had the chance to be the state youth livestock specialist and work with 4-H and FFA programming specifically to livestock, as well as teaching some of the animal nutrition classes. I loved my time in Colorado and my extension agents and everybody I had a chance to work with, but I had a chance to come home. A position opened up in Chico State where I could oversee the sheep unit at the university farm and teach animal nutrition, sheep production, and forage crops. And so I came home, and I've been at Chico State now since 2005, and absolutely love working with the undergraduates, the university farm, and our experiential learning program that we have for undergraduate students working on a a bachelor's degree in agriculture or animal science. My vision for this podcast is to cover various topics that are relevant for new livestock producers to help understand key concepts in animal husbandry. We will start with animal nutrition, 
since that's my area of expertise. However, I hope to expand into other areas and ultimately bring in guests to help share their wisdom about other topics as well. So why should we study animal feeding? What is the importance? Why do we care about learning more about diets and diet formulation and how they interact with our livestock, bodies, and systems? Well, the single largest activity or expense that livestock producers engage in is feeding. When you consider the feed costs themselves, plus the labor involved in the feeding process, it is the largest expense area. Feeding and preparation for feeding can be one of the most time-consuming tasks for a producer, yet it's also one of the most rewarding. This is the time when producers, especially small producers, can monitor their livestock and evaluate their feeding program. For most livestock operations, feed costs are the majority of total production costs. For example, in 2012, the National Ag Statistics Service, USDA office in Indiana, summarized the costs for dairy, beef, and pork production. What they discovered was that feed accounted for approximately 40% of the beef production costs, including the valuation of grazing and homegrown uh, stored forage such as hay or silage. Feed accounted for 54% of dairy costs and 56% of swine costs. So when a single variable, in this case feed, has such a potential impact on profitability, it is extremely important for new producers to understand feeding and its role in livestock production. Making smart feeding decisions is essential for the economic sustainability of livestock producers. This doesn't mean, however, just feeding the cheapest feed you can find. Bill Weiss with Farm and Dairy in 2019 summed it up well. Feeds contain a variety of nutrients, so it's also important to think about your feeds as an investment. You are investing in your animal's genetics, the breeding and selection program you've built, their health and well-being, and all of this to attain certain goals that you have for your livestock enterprise. All of this can be impacted both positively and negatively through your feeding choices. I collect older textbooks regarding livestock selection and animal nutrition. It's fun to see the evolution of our understanding and reasoning for decision-making over the past decades. One of my gems is titled Approved Practices in Feeds and Feeding by Patton, Cassard, and Jurgensen and published in 1971. I love the simplicity and practicality of this book and still find it to be a useful starting point for teaching feeding to students especially those students that are coming from non-agricultural backgrounds. One of the first chapters is titled Signposts in Livestock Feeding, and I love the analogy that livestock feeding is a journey, and we need to be able to read the signs along the way. The signposts to look for are simple and practical, yet often not communicated clearly in this age of instant information and technology. Signpost number one. Watch the general health and appearance of the animals. Good feeders know what normal animals look like and check their animals every time feed is delivered. Observe behavior. Animals have normal behavior patterns. Know your animals. 
Healthy, well-fed animals are content. Ruminants are ruminating or chewing their cud. Animals are grooming themselves. They look full and follow normal behavior routines. The third signpost is watching the condition of the manure. Yeah, it sounds gross, and it can be. However, you can learn a lot about what is happening in your animal's digestive system by monitoring their manure. Know what normal looks like for your species, and then learn what the problems look like. We don't want to see problems, so general monitoring at feed delivery times can help minimize digestive upsets. Simply walk out into the animal's pens and look down every now and then and see what you can see. The fourth signpost is measuring feeding results. This can be done in a variety of ways depending on your production goals. Examples of good measures of feeding programs could be rate of gain, fat and lean composition, carcass quality, reproductive rates, milk production, egg production, or whatever your specific needs might be. Animals are not going to perform at a high level if they are not fed properly. The last signpost, number five, take the time to start animals on feed right. There are no shortcuts to starting an animal on feed. Simple things like making sure any new animals that arrive find the feed and water sources. Make sure to provide ample bunk space or area for the animals to eat comfortably. Start animals on new diets slowly, and if you have to transition them, do that slowly as well. All of these can make a difference on animal performance. I wrap up this episode with an old adage, the eye of the master fattens his cattle, explained in an article written in 1919 by T.F. McConnell for the Pacific Rural Press. So I say, read the signs, consider the costs, and develop your eye to be an efficient and sustainable livestock producer. Check out the Rumination podcast page for links to the references and more information about this podcast, such as the show notes. And next episode, I will talk about the various digestive systems that livestock have and how that can impact our feeding decisions. Join me next time on Rumination, Lessons in Livestock, Tips for New Livestock Producers.